Welcome to Hillhurst United Church, the podcast. We're really glad you're here. Whoever you are, wherever you're at, join us on the journey. Good morning, everyone. You might be wondering why I'm sitting on this huge glacier rock in the middle of Valley Ridge. Well, today I'm going to tell you a story. One of my favorite Bible stories, Bell and the Dragon. And I thought of no better place than sitting right here. And let me explain why. So when I think of telling, um, storytelling, I think of Iceland, the home of myths, elves, giants, and amazing legends. When we visited Iceland, our hotel actually had a storyteller come in every night and tell bedtime stories. And these stories were fascinating, and it gave us a glimpse of Icelandic culture, past and present. For instance, if this rock were in Iceland, one might say it's home to some hidden folk, elves, it might be bad luck to even move it. Others might say that this rock was once a troll and most trolls can only travel by night that will turn to stone as soon as they hit by, they're hit by sunlight. This might be a petrified remains of a troll who suffered the harsh fate of the sun. Still others in Iceland might proclaim this rock was hurled here by an angry giant. So like many other cultures, storytelling is, is and was a huge part of Israelites culture. The people of the Bible loved to tell stories. These stories were about love, lust, war, birth, life, and death. These stories are the history of the Israelites passed down from generation to generation. They've entertained us. They've disturbed us. They're unbelievable. Some have a point and others, well, they just seem confusing. Some talk about how great God is and others, how God has let us down. There are a few stories I'm particularly drawn to, like, Daniel in lion's den, Elijah and the priest of Baal, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the fiery furnace, and my personal favorite, which I'd like to tell you about today, Bell and the Dragon. What all these stories have in common is they go out of their way to prove how foolish it is to worship false gods, and the God of Israel always triumphs over idols. They're also about God's faithful servants. All the characters in these stories always choose to be loyal to God, even when faced with death. And the reward, that whether they are going to be eaten by a lion, beaten by an angry mob, or burned up in a fiery furnace, they always choose death over turning their backs on God. And in all these stories, God always rescues the loyal servants before they die. These stories are kind of terrible in a way, as they suggest that God tests us by putting us in horrible situations, tests our faith. However, let me be clear. God does not test us by giving us horrible diseases or putting us in horrible situations. My God is a loving God who loves unconditionally no matter what we do or we don't do. These stories might have been written to inspire or scare others to be loyal to God. But for me, they're just stories passed on from generation to generation over the history of Israel. They're funny, full of irony. They trigger my imagination. They give me a glimpse of how people lived 3,000 years ago may have perceived God. And many stories have been embellished to create more drama. Like good stories, they beg us to tell them over and over again. Do they have a point for today? Maybe, maybe not. We live in a secular world, one mostly void of God. Church attendance has been down 60% from 50 years ago. Maybe we just need these stories to remind us that God is present in this world and God is triumphing over the idols of the world. Maybe their purpose is just to entertain us. 
So for today, forget about the morals of the story, forget about what they're trying to teach us and just be entertained. The story today comes from the Apocrypha and the Apocrypha is set a set of books that were not accepted into canon scriptures. When the good folks of the past decide what should be included and not included in the Bible, these books were not accepted. They're add-ons to the Old Testament. They're not good or bad. They're just less significant than the other ones. So Bellum the Dragon is a part of the book of Daniel. Some might know the story of Daniel in the lion's den. Others, others might not. So sit back and enjoy. Once upon a time in a land far, far away, lived a king named Cyrus, the Persian, and his friend Daniel. You might have heard Daniel before. He's quite famous for escaping the hungry lions, but we'll get to that in a few moments. Daniel was a king's best friend. They loved to hang out, talk philosophy, and discuss the latest gossip of the kingdom. However, Daniel and the king had one huge issue they could not agree on. The king loved the idol named Bel, and Daniel loved God. The king loved the idol so much, she created a small army of priests to look after Bel and feed him. Each night, the priest would feed him 408 pounds of flour and 40 sheep and six bottles of wine. And every week, the priest grew a little fatter. One day, in his frustration, Daniel refused to worship Bel. And the king asked Daniel, why will you not worship Bel? And he answered, because I not, do not revere idols made with hands, but the living God who created the heavens and the earth and has dominion over, over all creation. The king laughed at Daniel and said, do you not see how much these great gods eat? And Daniel was astonished at the king's nativity and replied, do you really think that an idol made of clay and bronze is consuming all these food and drinks? As the king, the king astonished at, at Daniel's doubt, he called the priests of Baal and he said to them, prove to me that Baal is eating this food or you will die. Then he turned to Daniel and he said, if, you, if they prove you wrong, you will die. And Daniel said, let it be done as you have said. So the king went to Daniel into the temple of Bel. They watched the priest set out the food and wine. And when they had left, Daniel ordered the servants to bring ashes and they scattered the ashes throughout the temple. Then they went out and shut the door and sealed it with the king's signet and departed. During the night, the priest enter the temple through a secret entrance under the table in which they placed the food along with their wives and children and they ate and drank everything. Early in the morning, the king returned to the temple with Daniel and he saw the seal on the door was still intact and the king bowed down and praised Bel. And Daniel laughed and he encouraged the king to enter the temple. And when the king entered the temple, all he saw was footprints leading to the secret door. And the king became enraged and ordered all the priests to be killed and gave Bel over to Daniel, who destroyed it in the temple. Part two. No, the story's not over. I promised you a dragon, and so I will deliver just that. So now in the same city, the king Cyrus, the Persian, and Daniel lived, there was a great dragon in which the king and the Babylonians honored. One day the king said to Daniel, you can de not deny that this is a living God, so worship him. And Daniel said, you know that great king, you know, great king, that only I worship the Lord my God, for he is a living God. But give me permission and I will kill the dragon without sword or club. And the king granted Daniel permission. Then Daniel took sap and fat and hair and he boiled them together and made cakes in which he fed to the dragon, and the dragon ate them and burst open. Then Daniel said to the king, 
See what you've been worshiping? It's not a living God at all. A living God cannot die. And when the Babylonians heard that Daniel had killed their dragon, they became angry and began to conspire against the king, saying they accused, they accused the king of becoming a Jew and rebuked him for restoring Baal and killing the dragon and slaughtering the priests. They threw the king, they threatened the king with death, and in his fright he agreed to hand over Daniel to him. They threw Daniel to the lion's den that contained seven hungry lions, and he remained there for six days. While Daniel was in the lion's den, he got hungry and he pleaded for God for food. Meanwhile, across the entire empire lived a prophet named Habakkuk. He was in the process of making a stew and bread for his workers tending to the fields when the angel of the Lord appeared upon him and said, Take the food you have to Babylon, to Daniel, to the lion's den. Habakkuk said in disbelief, Sir, I have never seen Babylon. I know nothing about this den. Then the angel of the Lord took him by the crown of his head and carried him by his hair with speed of wind, and he set him down in Babylon right over the den. And Habakkuk saw Daniel and shouted, Daniel, Daniel, take the food that God has sent you. And Daniel fell on his knees, saying, You have remembered me, O God. You have not forsaken those who love you. And the angel of the God immediately returned Habakkuk back to Judea. And the seventh day the king came to mourn Daniel. And when he came to the den, he looked in, and there sat Daniel. And the king shouted with a loud voice, You are great, O Lord, the God of Daniel, and there is no other beside you. And he pulled Daniel out and threw the den into those who attempted his destruction. And they were instantly eaten before his eyes. The end. Well, that is quite the story. And Daniel was quite the investigator, exposing the priest the Baal and the dragon as a false god. And the more I tell the story, the more I love it. I love the moving pieces, the crazy, unbelievableness of it all. It proves to me that we are never too old to use our imagination to play with stories. I hope you enjoyed it as well. Amen. Thanks so much for tuning in to Hillhurst United Church, the podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode and are thinking about someone who might enjoy it too, we invite you to send it their way and help the podcast grow. We're really glad you're here and we'd love to know what you thought about today's sermon. Leave us a review in iTunes or send us an email at communications at hillhurstunited.com. We'd love to hear from you.